just such a great host. I love it. Uh, well, that's oh, what's going to be the first thing of the. <laughs> well, I mean, that's better than me being, oh shit, my computer's going to sleep. We're losing my audio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, on another exciting episode of Small Consolation. I am your host, uh, Peaches Brittany. We're going to continue talking about video games and video-related things. You know, I really need to come up with a better intro. (laughs) You know, everyone that does this better than me. You know, why am I the host? Anyways, um... Video games and video-related things. We got this. <laughs> um, so, uh, joining me, uh, water is not wet. Tyler. Uh, I mean, water is very much wet, Brandon. Now we're going to have to discuss this no. for an hour. That's okay. the episode. No. <laughs> no. Okay. No, it is not wet. It... 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 it wet things but water itself does not is not wet i mean it sounds like we're, we're really getting into this now aren't we can something <laughs> not impart <laughs> a measure of itself upon the things if, that it interacts with if you spill water if, if i spilled water on your phone you go oh no you got my phone wet True. But if I spill water in your water, you're not going to go, oh, no, my water, you got my water wet. Uh, because it already is wet. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, 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 yes. does, does, does fire burn itself? Yes, it does. Uh, How? That's the act of combustion. It is burning itself. It, it, burn, it burns things. It burns <laughs> fuel. It's not burning itself. You can't light fire on fire. Have you not played with thermite before? <laughs> um, Dang, how, about, how, about, how about this one? How about this one? We've got uh, hot dogs are sandwiches. Nick, I am indifferent on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like hot dogs, so I I don't uh, care. I would agree. Uh, and finally, <laughs> cereal is soup. Evan. Wouldn't it be closer to a stew? Sorry to steal your <laughs> I mean, it is a solid suspended in a liquid. Now, mm-hmm. the the real hot take here is, do you put the cereal in the bowl first or the milk first like a psychopath? Okay, so the first bowl is milk first. And I'm sorry, is cereal first. <laughs> uh, okay, the okay. first bowl is cereal first. But then I'm going to reuse I'm going to reuse I'm going to reuse the milk. So I'm going to pour cereal in on top of the already the leftover milk from my first bowl. <laughs> the already seasoned sure, milk. Sure, sure. I mean, yes. that makes sense. And, and if required, I will pour more milk on top. But it right. is cereal first. Yes. On the, yeah, that first bowl, cereal first. And see, I almost go so far as like for me, there's kind of like the perfect ratio of milk to cereal. Where it's almost like I'll even drink the milk that's left in the bowl at the end rather than reusing it. Because sometimes I'm kind of like, you know, you got to have that fresh milk and cereal taste 
to it. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even like using my milk over here. Yeah, you have to refill the bowl and get that perfect mushroom cloud that's about to spill. <laughs> <laughs> the cereal I mean, it is definitely depends by surface tension. <laughs> it it depends on the cereal. Like if it's like if you're like at the bottom of that box of frosted flakes and you you you've got like one or two bowls left, you definitely want to reuse that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yep. Anyway, let's go let let's go podcast. <laughs> oh, so, oh, yes. Video Hello, games everyone. and video related <laughs> things. What's uh what's new there? <laughs> well, currently we are working on our chef uh Michelin star. <laughs> I mean, I, I did just purchase a book from Amazon called The Food Lab, which is all about like the science of cooking and why you do things in the way that you do them to make food better. I think I yeah. Okay, so like so guys, uh, welcome to Small Constellation. Where we <laughs> talk about food and shit. <laughs> the, we're we, branching we tricked out. You, we're actually we're we're <laughs> we're spinning off into the the great. Small Consolation Bake Off podcast. <laughs> this is our brand now. <laughs> well, and to start we... with, we're going to learn by playing Pokemon Cafe. There's <laughs> <laughs> your segue, Brandon. There's our segue. yeah. Way to bring it around. Um, it it looks uh, it looks kind of cute. You said it's. Uh, we were talking about this off topic. You said it was free to download on the Switch. On the Switch, probably the. On mobile too, it, I think it's for both, and it's it looks like it's a kind of Connect Three type game where instead of being a solid grid, you just stir it until it, it makes a bunch of things touching. Yeah, I don't really see how there's any difficulty to it. I think Cause... the difficulty comes it later where they start adding like those blocks you have to break by having. Uh... Uh, your connections touch those blocks but i don't know it also seems to me like it's kind of a strange reach right like pokemon like i'm wondering how they even tie in the theme exactly like is it literally just like cooking mini game you're with... just cooking a bunch of pikachu heads oh god no. yeah it looks <laughs> kind of like maybe they're like cookies or, or or tarts or something that you're just kind of oh okay that collecting that makes... and that's that's better <laughs> I do think it's canon in the Pokemon universe that they do eat Pokemon. I think that is. <laughs> wow, that's well, yeah, isn't that why? Isn't that why Lapras was like almost extinct because they hunted it for food? Oh, which is strange because you would think that would have been like whale order. Yeah, right. Well, no, they make they turn those into candles. <laughs> um, but no, I mean. They eat slowpoke tails and Magikarp and stuff all the time. Like in in I think it was Gold and Silver. You Team Rocket was going around catching slowpoke and just I I guess just chopping off their tails. Oh yeah, that's back right. Or something. Did they grow back? I don't I don't remember that piece of lore. Can you imagine being the chef that is cooking a Magikarp and that's the push it needed to evolve? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, there you go. Now it's a buffet. I mean, you're just <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here to talk about Pokemon. <laughs> we are. But the, the Pokemon are cooking and, you know, engaging in cannibalism, apparently. Is that a is that a major feature of the game? Now now which which Pokemon looks the tastiest? 
I mean, that's the question. Oh, oh God. If you had to eat one, which one would it be? Eat a Pokemon. <laughs> Chogapi over easy. Oh god. Oh man. <sighs> oh, I mean Alright, good night everybody. <laughs> I mean honestly I would probably have to go with Magikarp. Just because I'm like, I mean, I feel like you could make a mean Magikarp sushi out of that. Like, I mean, you definitely. Ooh, yeah. It, it just looks like a fish, so that is a pretty good pick. A little lazy, but. Ooh, dr- dr- I, I'm i going to pick uh, Vanillish, because it's just an ice cream cone. Oh, uh, I forgot that they have the damn dessert Pokemon now. How is it not extinct? Right, I I was just like I I haven't watched or played Pokemon in many a year, so I am not aware of dessert Pokemon. Yeah, that's a that's a new thing to me too. I I remember the trash um, one. I'm yeah. not picking that one. Whatever the little trash bag <laughs> guy is, don't want to eat that. I think it's Trubbish and Garbodor or something right. like that. <laughs> I choose ghastly. I I'm watching my figure. Empty <laughs> <laughs> calories aren't good for you, Tyler. <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that the Pokemon equivalent of filling up on carbs? I mean, or carbon dioxide, maybe, or something. I don't know. <laughs> or, or or gas, just just yeah, gas in general. I was gonna say, if you eat a ghastly, you're you're riding in your own car. <laughs> Hey, I, did, I, I didn't. I didn't say a muck over here. <laughs> He's a poison ghost type, so I'm pretty sure it, it's just a crop dust cloud, just with his own personality. Oh God! Ah, wow, that's just you, you just ruined ghastly for me now. <laughs> the 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 ghost Pokemon, like their lore, you know, their Pokedex entries are are pretty. I mean, sad. Yeah, and and creepy to, in general. You know, that does make it sound like Ghastly is the basically the farts of Pokemon you just ate. <laughs> it's canon. We need to, yeah, we need to make a deal with the uh, who, who okay. actually even so is what, in charge if, of Pokemon if, these days. Uh, Nintendo. <laughs> I think just, um, I mean I guess yeah I guess the yeah, like, still there's Niantic there's Pokemon yeah, Niantic, Company well I think the Pokemon Company owns Niantic basically because okay. okay. yeah. all the games Niantic do are Pokemon games that makes sense and the one game that they made that no one liked so uh, for here here's one more thing we can debate um, let's all talk about what our first starter was and why the best choice was Bulbasaur. <laughs> So look at here. <laughs> <laughs> the best starter was not Bulbasaur. Yes. Okay. It was All right. Squirtle. Thank you. Uh, uh, you, you mean you mean you mean Shardle? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, isn't Bulbasaur an uncommon or rare uh, occurrence in one of the starting areas anyway? See, that's uh, kind of what I remember is, is that Bulbasaur was at least in Pokemon Yellow. I think you could get it like the earliest. You could get all three all starters yeah. in Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, but I, I yeah. do think, I think Bulbasaur I think was the hardest of the three. To get. Bulbasaur was the oh, hardest to get. The I first one you got was 
Maybe I got you lucky. You get then, Squirtle for beating um, Lieutenant Surge. Um, right. After you beat the gym, there's a guy outside. It's like, I, I'm a really bad trainer. I don't know how to take care of this Pokemon. Here, why don't you just take him, stranger? Hopefully you don't make him into a turtle stew. <laughs> Charmander is a little bit more difficult because I think you, you are also given to him. You're, you're, all of these people you're given to by just random strangers. Hey, here, have this Pokemon. Um, <laughs> That's how it works for Ash. So, Actually, I think... I think Charmander is just given to you. I don't know. I don't know if there are any, you know, achievements you have to complete before he is just given to you. Yeah. Um, I know that you're on. See, I, I seem to remember him being no, you... one of the easier ones for me for some reason. But I can't. Um, it's been I think, so long though. I can't. I think you have to beat like the. I don't. It's called the Golden Road. The um golden golden bridge or something like that it's it's north of cerulean city um you have to go find you know you have to go get go talk to bill um and you have to go up this you know go north on a bridge or whatever and you challenge like five pokemon or pokemon trainers and then at the end there's a guy that tries to get you to join team rocket and i think after you do that there's a person up just farther a little further north there that just says hey here have this charmander Aren't most of the fire Pokemon late game areas anyway? They are. And yes, in red, blue, and yellow, yes. But in in my opinion, in my personal opinion, you know, um, Rapidash or um, Ninetales or my personal favorite, Arcanine, are really, really good options for not having, not picking Charmander. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they're very. I think you know, in, in in general, fire types are really good. I mean, um, honestly, the the best Pokemon I ever had, like when I like, there was a brief stint in college where I got actually kind of hardcore about this, and I was like actually breeding for all the right <laughs> like stats and all kinds of stuff. And the best Pokemon I ever had was a Nine Tails with insane like special attack. Like just his special attack stat was just or her stat was like through the roof. And she had like fire blast, uh, like energy ball, which is a grass move. So it was a fire type hmm. that had like hypnosis, sleep, I think, maybe not sleep, but hypnosis, energy ball, and fire blast, and like one other move that was like really quick. So it was like you could just go out, put stuff to sleep, and whether it was weak to fire or grass, like you could take it down, which gave gave you a pretty <laughs> wide range to work with, which but uh, yep, that was the best Pokemon yeah, I ever raised. Um you know I, I like Squirtle as a starter. Squirtle. Um but I always really enjoyed Lapras because Lapras was always really strong. You you know you're given that Pokemon as well. Um, you know, so I always really enjoyed just having Lapras on my team. Um, and when I got bored of, of having a Lapras, I would rush to Seafoam Island and get a, uh, get me a cloister. Um, because it was a, a, you know, a water ice type and Mm -hmm. ice types are pretty strong in the first gen. Um, cause there's not a lot that are really, you know, good against, an ice water type. Right. The, the reason that I always picked Bulbasaur were specifically, I never found a very good grass alternative. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've actually ran into that a couple times in the most recent generation of games, uh, Sword and Shield, um, where I played through as a the, with a grass type Pokemon. I don't remember what it, what he was. Grookey. I don't remember what Grookey. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And then he evolves into somebody that looks a lot like Raijin from Smite. Um, and he just beats on his drums and he attacks by beating on his drums. I I liked him a lot, um, but I wanted to experience the game and, and the other starters and, you know, just kind of. So I restarted the game um, and I'm currently playing through with the bunny, the fire bunny. Yes. Um, and I like him, too. You know, he's he's really cool. But I'm having troubles c- completing my team the way that I want to. And I'm having troubles with like a good, basically not having a grass type in my team. It, it really hurts the way that I want, you know, the Pokemon I want to pick every time I come back to, I could use a really good grass type. And I just don't really feel like there are very many other good options um, for, for grass type. Um, and I really like other fire types specifically um that you know when i pick the fire starter i feel like i'm i have to use him and so you know i don't get to use those other fire pokemon that are you know throughout the game right um but then my second reason is because he choosing bulbasaur in red and blue makes the game so much more streamlined because you go through you know i mean in, in red and blue, Gust is a normal type, so you don't have to worry about... It's not a flying type, so it's not super effective against Bulbasaur. So you have a lot of options to easily level up. You know, it's not... You know, it doesn't make it any harder to level up Bulbasaur in the beginning than the other two starters. But the first gym in Pewter City is Brock, who is a rock type. You get Bulbasaur to level 13 or 11. Yeah, I think it's 11, and he learns uh, Vine Whip. And you can beat, you know, Brock with only him at level 11 or 13 or whatever it is. And then you go through the the tunnel, the first tunnel to get to Cerulean City. And the next gym is Misty. And she's water type. So automatically you have a Pokemon from, from the get-go that's, that can single-handedly defeat the first two gyms. Um, right. In order to beat Brock, um, you would easily, you either need to have um, Squirtle or you need to go find a, a Nidoran and level it up to like level 15 where it learns double kick and then you can use the fighting move to defeat Brock. But then yep. the next gym immediately, you have to do some more grinding if you haven't already because you got to find a grass or an electric type, which you might have found, you know, if you if you grinded for a Pikachu, you could get Pikachu in the Viridian Forest. But oh, yeah. Pikachu's not going to help you get through Mount Moon. See, and I know. was over here playing on hard mode as a kid with my Charmander on Pokemon Red. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, what you're describing right there is a very real thing. I remember it's like, damn you, Brock. Like, and then Misty, it's like a couple of <laughs> right after that. So, yeah, definitely that is that's the most uh, difficult start, I feel like. So. 
Mine was a little blasphemous. I didn't have any handhelds growing up, so I played uh, emulators of Fire Red, so my starter Pokemon was always Alakazam. What? <laughs> God what? damn it. You didn't even start with bro, you just started with Alakazam? Uh, I mean, there's you can do the game genie and like the next Pokemon <laughs> that spawns is Alakazam and it's like, yep, there's my starter. Let's go. Wow. Last <laughs> for me indeed. Wow. Um, I will admit though that in Gen 2, I always started with uh, I preferred to start with Cyndaquil. And Cyndaquil yeah. is, to this day, still one of my favorite Pokemon. Um, if I had to choose a type, I would probably prefer Fire-type. You know, it makes it kind of interesting why they have all those types. Why not in sequel games did they move the starters to be like Ghost, Psychic, or Dark, or... Oh, ooh, that would yeah. be... Well, you'd have to be... You'd have to be careful because, like, Ghost or especially in Gen Two, like Dark, when that was introduced, there was like nothing that could that was that could really beat Dark except for like I think maybe Fire. Um, so some of those types early on would just break the game. Like, oh, I don't need any other mm-hmm. Pokemon because I got this one. Yeah, I was that. Like I that's, said, I, I think that's how it. you end all the games anyway. <laughs> yeah, they did a really yeah. good job, uh, in, including Steel type um, with Pokemon. You know, in Pokemon that they had. A lot of really interesting tight matchups um, where Steel was good or bad against certain things. But when they decided that Dragon was too powerful. <laughs> oh, and they made Fairy. And they made Fairy. They basically made a new Dragon type in, in Fairies. Yep. <laughs> See, that's 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 after my time. The only games I ever played were Red and Soul Silver. So I think that was just before maybe mm. whenever they introduced that because i definitely don't even know what yeah i've never heard of you know brandon mentioning no grass types and sword and shield i think the only other real grass type is the apple pie (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh wait i I picked that one i want to eat that one okay (laughs) you can evolve it into like three or four different other pokemon based on an item that it's holding when it levels up. Oh, jeez. And one of them is literally like a... Sort of looks like a, 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 a like a dopey dragon, but its body is just an apple pie. Oh, I just Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually one of the better grass-type Pokemons currently, because it's a grass dragon, so it's pretty... Oh, wow, that's I... cool. that is a combo. I will ha- I'll, I will have to actually try him out. Um, I in my games right now, I think I've in 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 Shield, I've I did some grinding for some fossils. And the mechanic in Sword and Shield is you have to get two fossils and you can put them together, like you know, a head and an ass. You put them together, <laughs> um, and there's like four different fossils. And so you can, depending on how you, um, you know, combine them, you get four different Pokemon. That's um, a neat mechanic. And most of, most of them are, I believe they're all dragon type. Maybe, maybe one of them isn't, but uh, it's like an electric dragon, which is a different combo than I've ever played with before. Um, I think there's like an ice dragon as well, which is kind of nice. Cause then you're not, bad against ice anymore um 
but so I'm, I'm playing with one of those. I don't remember which one right now, actually. I haven't picked it up in a while. Interesting. I know. Yeah, I also stopped playing after Silver, but I've kind of kept up or like just listen whenever news mm-hmm. comes out. Um, especially I know this last game that came out when they were all when they were like, you know, OK, you know, here's, you know, Sword and Shield and here's like, you know, the 30 Pokemon or whatever that we're cutting out from the game. And there was a lot of fervor around that. Was yeah. like they were keeping thirty percent of Pokemon. Yeah, and then we're gonna sell you back some here and there after a few months. Mm-hmm. And then uh, people found out that the legendaries for every previous game are technically in there, and then they, because Nintendo has zero uh, ability to code security, they they instantly hacked the game, and now all of the people that play seriously are using legendaries that aren't in the game. well i think they they have like a bank where you can bring pokemon into sword and shield i believe you can't take them out but i think you can bring pokemon in from other games or something like kind of like the pokemon bank on the 3ds or yeah on the 3ds uh home i think is what they call it is it okay Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what games are compatible with it, but so those those of you who have been kind of keeping up with the series a little more, what's the most recent like mainline entry? Is that Sword and Shield? Is that the? It like, is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it just came out with its first of two DLCs. The other one's coming out in in the fall. I will admit that I personally really enjoy the new mechanic and stuff. Um, well, sort of. So the idea is with this new game. So, I mean, obviously if you went back and played red and blood and blue, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Try that again. Rev and Lou. Oh God. (laughs) 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 Well, this podcast just got dark. Um, I don't think they have that type of Pokemon yet. (laughs) <laughs> Not yet. Wait, yeah, well, well, tentacool. <laughs> oh. oh god! Hide your fishermen. Hide the wives. No, if if you go back and play Red and Blue, um, it's really grindy. It's really, really grindy, and most of the yeah. most of those games are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sword and Shield is not grindy. I literally. So the second time I played through. I wasn't really sure what Pokemon I wanted, right? And I was going to go through and try and catch all the Pokemon. Apparently, there's like an achievement or something that if you catch all the Pokemon in the game, you get some sort of trophy or achievement or, you know, whatever. Well, so I thought I'd do that. And I wasn't sure what Pokemon I wanted. And I wanted to round out my team and all this kind of stuff. So I had, I got the rabbit. Um, I don't (laughs) remember what its name was, but I had the fire rabbit. Uh, I think is the final evolution is like Cinderace or something. Yep. The mechanic of the game, basically you have an ex- experience all on all the time. Oh. And so any Pokemon in your inventory, it, it, even if you catch Pokemon, um, you get experience. All of your party members get a little bit of experience, which is not new to this generation, this series. Um, they, I think they added that last gen or something. If you caught a Pokemon, the Pokemon that were in that had been in battle with it got experience. I don't, I think. Um, yeah, that sounds right. But just the the X ball um, being on 
you know, just by default, uh, when you start the game for the first time, uh, that is new. And then in there's an open area where you know you can actually see Pokemon running around, and you can go run up to them, and then you engage in a battle with them. Um, it's called the wild area. Well, there are little dens that you can attack, basically have a raid with three other trainers um, that you can, you know, it's this max raid battle, whatever. Um, if you defeat the Pokemon, you can catch it. And whether or not you catch the Pokemon after you complete the raid, you get a bunch of different sized rare candies, basically that will give you experience points as opposed to levels. Um, and you, you know, depending on how difficult the raid was, you know, there's like extra small, small, medium, large, extra large, that kind of thing. And they give you certain, you know, anywhere ranging from like a hundred to, you know, 10,000 experience points per candy. And so you can just level up Pokemon like crazy. So I went through the game with Cinderace, and I only used Cinderace the entire game. I had other Pokemon in my inventory that I was leveling up to evolve, and then I would throw them into the to the um, storage and get another po- unevolved Pokemon out and level them up. And that's all I did. But I played the entire game. I beat the Elite Four. Or it's not the Elite Four. It's a tournament, which is kind of cool. Um, but I, I did the whole game with just with one Pokemon <laughs> um, because it was, it was that easy. So on the other hand, they went from super, super grindy to super, super easy. I think now, they pushed the grind to, to later. So because it is on the switch and you can have uh, the online battles with basically anyone, cause everyone owns a switch. It is now the grind is, breeding the Pokemon you want for the perfect stats and grinding out those max raid battles for the five star Pokemon that have max start the max base stats so that they can get them to level 100. That makes sense. Ah. Um, But it's really nice too, though, that if you decide, I don't like this Pokemon anymore. You know, he's just not, he just keeps fainting. You know, he's losing to a lot lower level Pokemon that he has a type advantage to. You know, his stats just don't work for me. You can get another one or you, you know, or, or, or like you said, Nick breed, or, you know, you can grind for those other Pokemon. And if there are Pokemon that are unevolved or Pokemon that um, are low level, it is really easy to grind them up to a you know usable level which is something that i really like um if you get bored with your with your team you can switch them out and pretend like they don't exist ash and then <laughs> you know it's gonna say you know i mean team. that's the motto of pokemon right gotta catch just one i mean <laughs> right that's how it goes <laughs> and then give it away <laughs> It is really nice to have your Metapod parked at the bottom of the list and not have to worry about it, and it will evolve itself. <laughs> but yeah, now I, mean... I do want to say, uh, there's a new non-canon series um, on Netflix called uh, I think it's just called Pokemon Go or so, or, or no Pokemon Journey. <laughs> no, Journey, Pokemon Go, Go, Go Journey Go or something. Journey. <laughs> um, but. 
Ash's <laughs> rival, his name is Go, like G O H. Okay. Um, and basically, what it is is Ash has returned home, um, presumably, presumably after um, his win in the Galar region, um, but it's never talked about. You know, um, him being, you know, him having won the, the Pokemon League is never talked about in the, in the series. It's like it's a the first half season came out, or, it's or not talked something. about the twelve years he spent being eleven. Right, <laughs> that's Ho O's fault. Um, but uh, he meets this guy, and they go on adventures together as research associates for a new professor in vermilion city um and they go you know there'll be an episode where they go to the gala region there will be an episode where they go to you know Sinnoh, um and they just spend the episode in a different town um as opposed to sort of traveling on the road they just fly there in a plane ash only has pikachu so he hasn't pulled any of his pokemon out from oak uh they're just all there apparently um, this other guy, um, he, his whole stitch is that his first Pokemon that he catches, he wants it to be Mew. What? He wants to catch Mew as his first Pokemon. So like with like a Pokeball. Bro. So he's got to find the thing. Bro. And then he's got to catch it without battling it. Like, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Like my job search. <laughs> <laughs> 20 something with 30 years of experience. <laughs> <laughs> no more just the part it's like um, i too weird. would like a high paying job with no education <laughs> like <laughs> except, except um, with the job search it's recommended you don't throw your balls at the job you're trying to get <laughs> dang it that's what i've been doing wrong <laughs> or you're in the wrong industry I mean, I swear they're master <laughs> balls. So you know, just I didn't get that master's Service degree for nothing. Oh boy, oh man. Uh, anyways, so then he actually he oh it score bunny that's the the bunny's name. Um, he meets a score bunny in the Galar region that follows him around and decides that it would just be too mean. Like basically it falls in love with him. Uh, not like that. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're not muse. So I'm going to have to put you down. <laughs> right. That, that's what he, that's what he says. He originally says, no, you're, I've decided my first Pokemon is going to be Mew and I don't want, I don't want to catch you. Um, and then he realized how much of a dick that he just was. Uh, and he's like, all right, no, no. Okay. No, you can come back. Come here. And so he so he catches it, and then after he catches his first Pokemon, he becomes an addict. Like literally, he, he decides to catch every like he goes to the Viridian Forest in one episode and decides that he's going to catch every Pokemon, one of every Pokemon in the Viridian Forest. And when I say one of every, he catches a Caterpie a metapod and a butterfree like he doesn't just catch one and then evolve it he catches all three <laughs> so like he's just throwing his balls just everywhere i mean but how else um, is he gonna like rename them funny things like 
the like hard <laughs> hard guy over here for the the <laughs> met, met, whatever the the uh, moon shaped one was. Is that the, the metapod? My favorite yeah, metapod. Pokemon names were always the um, enemies that you played against in Pokemon Stadium that basically had their own version of it was like Poker Latin. It wasn't Pig Latin. It was it was it was Poker Latin because uh, yeah, yeah, they I would like. They would cut the cut the name in half, and so instead of Slowpoke, it'd be Poke Slow or something like that. <laughs> like they would just, you know, they would just put part of the front of the Pokemon's name at the end. It was, it was always my favorite. But no, anyway. So this this Journeys show, um, like the last episode that's on. Spoiler alert. The last episode that's on uh, Netflix right now, I think it's the last episode. Um, <clears throat> there's an episode. There's they they see on the news that a another ship that had capsized or something was saved. Like the 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 people, the crew were all saved by Dragonite, and so there's sort of like this myth of like a you know uh, Bermuda Triangle only for Dragonite that were going around helping people. So kind of the opposite. But um, so Ash and Go decided to go try to find this island that all of these Dragonite live on. They they do end up finding it. And he befriends a Dragonair that cannot fly. Um, And so naturally, Team Rocket comes in and they do what they do best and steal cause fly. what steal the one that can't fly because they're <laughs> inept right well not quite but yes they uh <laughs> the first part is wrong but the second part is right <laughs> yes and no but yes <laughs> well dragonair that can't fly learns to fly because ash somehow can has that ability <laughs> and ends up and he evolves to save Ash. He evolves from a Dragonite to a Dragonite to save Ash. And then the Dragonite decides that he wants to befriend Ash, and Ash catches him. <laughs> Ash catches a Dragonite. So he's got a Pikachu and a Dragonite. <laughs> and that's it. That's 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 the end of the show. There's no more episodes currently on Netflix after that. So That's quite the start to a team. Yeah. Like they they Hopefully Netflix is actually kind of doing something with it that the uh, that the other ones haven't done, which is they have a, you know, what the first Pokemon game came out, what, 1994, 1996, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And these series have followed the games that come out. You know, there's a Pokemon series for each generation until until now. Um, because it's not canon, but they have this nasty habit of Ash catching cute Pokemon for kids, you know, to, to, to they, they, they're trying their audience. They're, they're trying to keep is kids, I guess. And they've had fans that were kids that are now grown ass adults <laughs> that still like the show and want to see Ash actually do something with his life. Evolve <laughs> a damn Pokemon for once. You know? How many um, god tier Pokemon does he beat and then like, oh that was fun. Well, 
It was nice seeing you. I'm going back to Kettering Butterfreeze. Right? <laughs> but you, mean, you mean Caterpies, because when he gets Butterfree, he lets them go. <laughs> I mean, the number of Pokemon that, like, his team would be godlike if he would just keep a Pokemon. <laughs> he gave away i mean butterfree okay you know whatever i mean it's not necessarily the strongest type in the world or you know strongest pokemon in the world but it was a fully evolved pokemon he he gave away his pidgeot mm. he um gave away his chance for a blastoise with yeah um <laughs> yep he he his bulbasaur wouldn't evolve nope. um he uh had a dragon type in uh sun and moon i don't gumdra gudra gudra he get he he let that one go you know he's just every time he gets a, a good pokemon he just lets them go you know in the at the end of the or they won't the, listen to him like charizard right and at the, at the end of sun and moon um so he befriends a litten through the whole show like eventually like it's a stray litten and eventually the litten decides to um it's a fire cat um and he decides to to join ash and so you know it evolves once into tora cat and then um it its rival is a an evolved form of Tora cat. And uh, I think it's called incineroar. Well, Ash wins the championship. The, Pokemon he wins the cup. League? He, yeah, he's wins the Pokemon league in the Gala region. And as part of the win, he gets to, def he gets to do a, an exhibition match against the professor there, the Pokemon professor there, you know, in that region who owns the incineroar. And so it's this incineroar and rival Toracat that are going at it. And his Toracat beats the evolved form. And in its final, like it roars after the Incineroar faints and it evolves. So it evolves fully. It's a three evolution. It's like the first time in seasons that this <laughs> has ever happened. And then it faints. So it's kind of funny. Um, it evolves and then faints. But it, it won, so that's that's all that matters. So, but then you don't see it in battle. The next episode is him leaving, going back to Kanto. So, like, and he leaves his Pokemon with the professor, you know, and what? yeah. So it's like, why even put that in the in the show? You know, why even have that mechanic of yay he evolved, but then just you know, nah, fuck off, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Has anyone been brave enough to try the Mewtwo Strikes Back remake? I have. No. I forgot. Oh, about that. like of the movie <clears throat> was that? Or... Yes. It's sort of claymation almost. Oh god. It's kind of the, the it's like a three D three D animated. It's not yeah. claymation. Okay. Well I know it's not claymation, but that's the best way that I could oh, describe okay. it. I mean, if it were, like, that's going to be a hard pass for me just on principle because very rarely <laughs> do I enjoy anything that's claymation. Which is sad because I get it. You know, it's artistic. I found it enjoyable. It was basically the same. I do believe the absolute best part of the movie they left out, though, if I remember right. Um, the Vikings joke is not in the remake. 
That's what I was going to ask is, does the Minnesota Vikings joke? <laughs> <laughs> Do you... it, it doesn't fit at all. <laughs> oh my god, I'm, um, trying to, I'm trying to remember what that was. Yeah, I guess so... I don't remember that. Jesse and James dress up as Vikings to like row them to the uh, Mortal Kombat Island thing. <laughs> okay. And they're talking in a, their fake Swedish accent, and like Brock's like, I didn't know there was Vikings around here. And Ash goes, maybe they're from Minnesota. That's right. <laughs> okay, I do kind of remember that. I, uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that, like, did not make the cut. <laughs> yeah, I did not make the cut. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> I remember like when I like watching the movie and then making that joke and thinking it was funny, but then also being like, wait a minute. So where in the world does Pokemon take place? Right. <laughs> like it, it just, it just, it just, it was a moment, a moment of breaking the world building. And I was like, why, where, yeah. where did this come from? In a show, not really known for it's like fourth wall breaks. <laughs> it's kind of- yeah. <laughs> huh. very, very much. That. Throw this joke in for the American audience. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Pokemon and things, so one thing I guess I don't know if this is a big criticism, but this is something I saw on my corner of the internet is that people are wondering, you know, when is Pokemon gonna do their big, um, what is it like, like a new kind, of like an open world game, kind of like Breath of the Wild was, like, because oh, I, th- yeah. I, I I think that I. I would, I think that would be a cool a, a cool concept where you you have this new continent and you can just literally just wander around and catch Pokemon. Well, that was going to be Sword and Shield, according to most of the community that mm-hmm. bought in on it. Right. But, but. what they're doing with the current games, we are more likely to see a Mario Pokemon Sports crossover game. What? Uh, what? Like. That is more likely at this point than an open-world Pokemon game. That's always seemed really strange to me. Like, I don't know if that's a case of just, like, if it's a budget thing where... Because, like, to me, there's just... There's no reason not to make a game like you were describing, Evan. Because I feel like it's just... You've got to be completely out of touch with... Certainly, if you're catering towards, you know, people at all our age now. Like, if you were trying to make a Pokemon game for people who grew up with the originals... That, to me, is just such a no-brainer for the style of gameplay that people would be asking for. So I can only assume... They've never aged up the Pokemon license. Yeah. Yeah. For and for... Couldn't decide who's going to go there. But anyway, I yeah, I mean, for me, that's the only explanation that really makes sense, is that it's basically what it's boiling down to is like, yeah, you know, we could go all in on it, make this big budget game, um, but it's just, you know, it's cheaper and it's easier to go with something that we feel like would sell to potentially a younger audience or a less invested audience. So, So in my mind, that's kind of the direction that they've gone with a lot of games where they haven't released. But, but on the other hand, you know, you mentioned some other games that we were going to kind of talk about here today. I think they, like they were remaking Pokemon snap, um, which I am that, so excited for that. <laughs> yeah. Like that is a really interesting one to me because that's something that, you know, you could kind of get excited about as if you were a fan who grew up with them as kids, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I could go back and play a Pokemon snap game. Like, cause that was something I could go back and play Pokemon Snap on Nintendo 64 right now. I mean, yeah, that's that's <laughs> as, what I mean. As like, a scene, my, it's it's set up. Yeah, 
And, and that one's really yeah, interesting Pokemon. too, because there just aren't really any other, even other games from other like licenses, other universes, other things that do what Pokemon Snap did. I feel like all those years ago on the sixty four, like there's just nothing really else like it. And especially like you know, we were also talking about off the podcast earlier a little bit about VR, and that kind of got me thinking. And I was sitting here going like. How cool would like Pokemon Snap in VR actually be? Like even yeah, even now, like I would right now, I would oh, be that like that'd be, awesome. be kind of fun. Yeah, like playing Pokemon Snap in VR. It's like it's like perfect for it. It could be semi on rails or Pokemon Coliseum. Yeah, or what something like that. Pokemon Coliseum. Pokemon Coliseum. Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> With all of the uh, mini games and everything, so you have to like play Beat Saber Pokemon Edition oh, as I a mean, Even just doing like, you know, I mean, take taking a mechanic from the current generation, the Sword and Shield, the wild area, even just having like that in a VR would be awesome. Yeah. To just be able to like look around and walk around and just see Pokemon running around at your feet and stuff. That you, would be, that would be really cool. You could have them actually in scale. So you yeah, walk around being taller than Charizard and then come across like steelix that would be like 12 feet long or something Mm -hmm. and that is one thing that pokemon snap had was you know pokemon to size right yeah it did a really good job of i mean again capturing like basically taking a bird or not a bird's eye view but a very like down-to-earth view of a particular universe and it did that so early on like Mm -hmm. i remember playing that game and being like what was cool about it was how you know immersive it was like as a kid again having played the other games having watched the show kind of growing up with it it's like man this is really cool like it feels like you know that captures a bit of that kind of living breathing atmosphere that you would you would hope to see in a more like open world, just kind of exploration free form uh, Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Like it caught a little bit of that, but worked within technical constraints. So, you know, it wasn't as big of a, like it wasn't a huge budget title that was aiming to like meet these massive sales goals in order to, to, to make a profit. Right. So, so I think something like that, you know, is kind of the middle ground. So I would, I definitely think there's room to see another game like that in that universe. And of course, that's mm-hmm. what you hope. Like as an adult, you know, you you would hope that you have good examples of really well-made games in a universe that you loved as a kid that you could then share. It's kind of like what we were talking about, like when we had our discussion about like. Artemis Fowl and um, uh, to a certain extent um, uh, Airbender, like Avatar The Last Airbender, like we were discussing some of those things. It's like, you know, those things that you loved as a kid, you recognize the good parts about them as an adult and so you always hope for good quality content being put out there for like the next generation instead of kind of you always hate to see people mm-hmm. kind of riding like a cheap, cheap wave of nostalgia or something, or I don't know, just cash in basically. Yeah. <laughs> see half of the movies made between 2010 and 2017. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. It extends, it extends to all realms beyond even video games, but, but anyway, <laughs> yes. Pokemon and Pokemon snap. It's a way to save the franchise from such a fate. <laughs> 
<laughs> so well, it still doesn't solve the problem of uh, it's it hasn't grown any. Like Pokemon Snap is a cute, fun game, but they haven't changed their core Pokemon game ever. Right. Which mm-hmm. you know, which is why I'm actually curious. So, do you guys know? Is uh, I mean, I just you know, I basically didn't know about it until Brandon you mentioned it before the podcast. But do you guys know? Is it basically just a direct remake, um, or is it you know, are they adding it's any a new mechanics? Update, but to- like, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at just images. You know, I mean, look, I looked at the I watched the trailer, you know, to double check. But it is an it's a new game. Um, okay. You know, the first game only had the first 151 Pokemon, and this one has okay. Looks like all many, you know, many of the generations. Um, yeah. I'm actually looking at one right here, and I see the star, the the grass starter, uh, for the Galar region. So, have you seen any Gen two Pokemon? Because they've kind of um two entirely. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at a picture, just a screenshot. I don't know where it's from, um, but it it's uh, what is it, Grookey and Pichu in the same picture together. I guess uh, Pichu so was technically Pichu. Yeah, Pichu was Gen two, but yeah. like what Cinderquill and them, they or that would be Gen three, wouldn't it? I get those. Uh, no, Cinderquill is Gen two. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but Gen two they've abandoned entirely. Really? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and here's Score Bunny. So it it, it just but looks anyway, like I it's mean, gonna be an entirely new game. Yeah, and I mean that's 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 what I would you know hope for more is that it's like because that's half the yeah, fun I, I feel like of a, too. of a game like that is mm-hmm. that it's like especially now again if you're trying to bring in a new generation like that's that's you know it let them experience the same thing that we experienced as kids where, you know, so we saw some of those first few interactions between Pokemon that we were familiar with. And like, it was just fun, you know, and like building in more of those new interactions with new generations. Like, I think that's where game will still be kind of interesting. Even for an older guy like me, I might enjoy going back and seeing mm-hmm. like, okay, that's cute. Like what are the new, like what's the new stuff to take pictures of? So, Speaking of going back in old guy like you, <laughs> Um, as an avid MOBA player, um, teammate of mine, mm-hmm. would you try Pokemon Unite? Um, so that's, that's a, a tough call. Like I, if for no other reason than just the, there's only so many MOBAs at any given point in time that I would really want to be playing. Um, but and especially since, again, like, if I'm being totally honest, like, Pokemon isn't probably my favorite universe. Like, it has a lot of that nostalgia factor going for it, which, depending on how heavily it leans mm-hmm. on Gen 1 stuff, I would probably enjoy it more. But, yeah, I mean, I would probably, I'd say if it's, like, free-to-play, I'd definitely give it a shot. But I don't know how long yeah. I would stick with it, uh, just just because, you know, right now, mainly just... Nick I'm said it was free-to-start. So. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Nick said it was free to start. Yeah, Which... and the community doesn't seem too pleased about that. <sighs> yeah, you do start to have concerns about how much it's gonna no, kind of nickel mean, like... and dime you for hopefully not progress and meaningful gameplay. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the mechanics are gonna be because I'm I'm just looking at this. It's a Polygon article. Um, it's very short and just says that 
it's a 5v5. That's all it's, you know, that's traditional looking map, mm-hmm. um, relatively traditionally looking. Um, you, you, you know, you run around a map and it, it, it does sound like it's going to be slightly different take on the MOBAs, you know, like Smite, League of Legends, Dota 2, you know, those games, they, the object is kill minions, kill, kill enemy champions, gain gold, buy items, push right. lanes to defeat a base, you know, defeat the, the opponent's home base, then you win. But this one, it looks like there are capture points around the map that basically if you capture the point, basically you capture a Pokemon at the point. Uh, It says you'll be tasked with catching Pokemon, which you can do by standing on certain capture points, um, as well as taking your enemies down using Pokemon's moves. So it's got a slightly different you know, uh, mechanic, there might not, it might not be a traditional laning, you know, there might not be, you know, minions necessarily. And at least right now, uh, from trailers we've seen, and this is just the list that, that this article gives, um, Snorlax, Pikachu, Talonflame, Machamp, Venusaur, Charizard, Blastoise, Clefairy, Gengar, and Lucario. But obviously they've got, you know, what, 900 Pokemon that they could pick from. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm sure they'll plan to. And it kind of looks like, right? I mean, it kind of looks like um, you can evolve during mid match. Like you'll start out as um, a a Squirtle, and then you can evolve throughout the game with you know into Blastoise. So it kind of would be kind of interesting. Like if you have like, I mean, I know that Snorlax can evolve once now, but like if you only play as, like if you play as a character that doesn't evolve that doesn't have an ev- a pre or post evolution that could be like an early, you know, like you, you're really good early, but then you kind of tail off a little bit at the end. You know, you're not as strong, quite, you know, quite as strong at the end. Whereas a Pokemon that does evolve, it'll be like a late game champion. Right. So it seems kind of, you know, interesting and I'm sure, you know, I mean, they have a lot of really interesting mechanics in the Pokemon realm. Like, Mega evolving, um, you know, Gigantamaxing, um, you know, these sorts of things, Z moves that would be kind of cool if they, even if they were, you know, if they were to add more modes that you could take it, you know, take advantage of those sorts of, uh, of things. And I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, yeah. I think it'll be fun. And I mean, to Nick's point earlier, if nothing else, it's kind of a way of bringing some some new hotness to a universe that is otherwise you know it's remained largely unchanged for decade and a half or more now like i I feel like anyway so it's it's kind of like you said it does seem like they're making a concentrated effort to branch out into some different types of gameplay mechanics or different representations of their universe and i think that's i always think that's a good idea like i think any successful franchise Mm -hmm. like that if you're developing video games, you know, hit a bunch of different genres, like try just kind of throw stuff at a wall and see what sticks in terms of gameplay mechanics, get creative. And so I, th- yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's a good fit. I'm kind of honestly a little bit surprised it took him this long to <laughs> go into that realm. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of wonder how much they shot themselves. Oh, how so? With uh, they nearly have a thousand Pokemon and eight different gimmicks. <laughs> no. Between your Z moves and your Gigantamax and your Mega Evolutions, mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. So I, I still don't fully understand how half that works. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. hey, you were just like just saying phrases. I was like, I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> They're only there for one game, and then they ditch it. Right. Wow. So now it would be impossible to have a competitive game, or at least multiplayer-wise. Now that you have a thousand different entities to balance against. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I still it's think been a problem since they only choose like ten that like here's the ones that are competitive. I still think that a, an MMO would be really good for the Pokemon franchise. Yeah. Where you know you have different regions that you can travel to, and you know you can learn new things, and you know maybe you can only you know Dynamax in in the Galar region, for instance, but. You know, because of the the energy that are there, you know, but Ooh. but you know, why can't you go on an adventure and you know, um, you know, use Z moves uh, other places or use uh, you know Mega Evolution um, in other regions? I mean, that would be pretty cool. I still think that would, that be, would be pretty cool, a really actually. yeah, and yeah. and and raids would just be legendary Pokemon. You know, they have. Five, your team be five Charizards, one Dynamaxes, one has Z moves, one <laughs> Mega Evolved. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be your team. And like that could be entertaining. Like, oh, yeah. Meme, meme teams oh, yeah. are great. Yeah. It's like you said, anyway, there's, there's definitely, I feel like that's, if, if they were listening to kind of public demand, that would definitely be the style of game that they would be trying to make. So I, I would say it's mm-hmm. either, either. They would have made a Pokemon MMO 10 years ago if, if they were listening to what people wanted. Right. And so that's what I mean. There's Which, in my mind there there just has to be, you know, maybe they just don't don't feel like the the audience is there like to actually back that up and kind of put their money where their mouth is. That'd be my guess. If there's anything that they should have learned by in 2016 was that there's still a huge fan base and there is a huge adult fan base. For the Pokemon series. Yeah. yeah, And the franchise in general. And Nintendo traffics so heavily in nostalgia. It's weird that they're not like yeah, trying to cater to an older crowd. Especially since you look at... Unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. They put out how many Mario and Zelda games oh, every right. year that aren't yeah. that much different from the last. But because they say Mario or Zelda on the box... They're already like pre-ordered out the ass before they ever. Mm-hmm. Should. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll probably keep buying Legend of Zelda games till I die. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think they do just as many that try new things. Nintendo does a pretty good mix of all right. Here's things that you're used to seeing, and then, now here's new things, new ways to challenge ourselves to make you keep buying re-releases of. Mario. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I'm predicting it. Calling it now. Their uh, Nintendo's going to come out and just uh, slap us all in the face with their new Nintendo VR uh, Pokemon MMO. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just all the things. <laughs> it's going to happen. That sounds like a lot of money I'm going to lose. <laughs> you heard it here on small trainer, consolation. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of playing as the Pokemon trainer, you play as his Pikachu. I am the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and you have now to... there would be kind of an interesting that would make for an interesting vr experience is if you play 
as Pikachu. Like just y- you, y- you go through some sort of ordeal as you know, in the eyes of a Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised Detective at all. If Pikachu, Nintendo. the interactive. <laughs> yeah. <Pikachu>. What? <laughs> what were you thinking? Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Detective Pikachu. <laughs> the interactive experience. Ryan Reynolds is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's that's the next the next wave of VR games. Just celebrity simulators. You're just like, I'm Brad Pitt. Look at me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a sequel to being John Malkovich, but here we are. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, be- before we have to make this. Uh, podcast extra explicit <laughs> um i think we're gonna have to call that a night um wait no but i have to we we have to well i have a spicy question for the group that shouldn't be spicy but it might depending on how strongly your feelings run okay so can we all agree that while pokemon was the bigger and better phenomenon that digimon was the better show can we can we acknowledge that as adults yes I, okay. I'm, I'm on. <laughs> yeah, it's a better the, the 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 cartoon was better. Yeah, sure. Well, I remember. Did Digimon would have been a better show, but Yu Gi Oh is the best of all. Um, yeah. We may have to duel on that one. And I'm over <laughs> here like <laughs> Metabots <laughs> is the best. <laughs> Probably two people <laughs> on the planet remember Metabots, but No, I randomly saw some Metabots fan art on Tumblr yesterday and I was like, where uh, did you come from? What That's... what about the Beetleborgs? <laughs> Brandon, you were supposed to go with Beyblade. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, but I Oh, I I never really no. If we're gonna go somewhere, I'm gonna go a little bit more uh, out there and go. Pogs were the shit. Wow. (laughs) I played I played Pogs so much, dude. I had I had a I had a Pog that was. I mean, you could break you could shatter a window like (laughs) it was a brick. Uh, I only half remember Pogs, but I know I had like two dozen of them. From like the other kids in the neighborhood being like, "Oh, here, I have, I have duplicates. You can have these." Um, I never had pogs. Do you know what? Do you know what it is? <laughs> Not really. So you basically had a bunch of, I don't know. They were maybe three inches in diameter or so. Um, were they? Maybe, maybe a little bigger, but I they were. They were smaller. Were they smaller? They okay. Were smaller. Um, but they were basically okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh, three inches, three centimeters, same thing. Anyways, <laughs> um, so oh, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> not um, gonna say there's just that. so many times but, that just now in the last thirty seconds, this podcast could have gone way off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Small um, constellation after dark. <laughs> no, no, it's not we, sunset see, yet. We need we need to start like a Patreon for that or something. I mean, I was, I was just gonna say we have to set up an OnlyFans for the After Dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want our exclusive content? Sensual. <laughs> ASMR up in here. Oh god. <laughs> 
I mean, there uh, might be a market there. Let's do some research and not give away these ideas. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't hear it from me. That, that was but just no. a free the teaser, hogs. everyone. So, hogs were these little cardboard circles. They're really pretty thin. And they had, like, uh, different markings on either side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they represented, like, heads up or tails up. And you would have, like, a thicker... I remember the, the one that I had um, was about the same size, but it was a lot thicker and it was made of rubber. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would throw it down like you, you would pile all of these pogs together and they'd all be like heads up and you'd throw your pog like your bigger one down into the pile. And it was always really fun because, you know, it explode kind of like, you know, uh, breaking in pool. And any of the ones that were like on top that flipped over and like were tails up, you got to keep. Yep. And you would just take turns just hitting the the pile, you know, and you'd um, there was uh, there was some sort of mechanic where you'd like, you know, push them all back together and like repile them and then you'd hit it again. And just, you know, by the end of the game, whoever had the most had collected the most pogs was the winner. <laughs> Pretty simple. But. Anyways, uh, the 90s. Yeah. So we ended our Pokemon podcast with uh, Pogs. If you if you remember Pogs, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter and tell us uh, your most memorable thing about the game. Um, if you have questions about Pokemon after dark, do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me Incognito. out of it. Make sure you... <laughs> Click that incognito button before you do that. (laughs) Maybe, just maybe. (laughs) Um, Speaking of which, you can find us on Facebook at Small Consolation Podcast or on Twitter at at SmallConPod. Dot com. (laughs) Sorry, no, don't add the dot com. Uh, please, Please don't. We, we, we don't know where it goes and we can't be held liable for what dark corner of the internet you end up on that'll be that'll be our um that will be our dark corner we'll we'll, we'll buy the domain <laughs> okay yeah that's where that's where we'll do small con after dark all right folks um it's gonna wrap it up pokemon episode small consolation thanks for listening and psa it is pronounced gif <laughs> <laughs> he is correct